Hey Brock, how are you? Doing well, John, how are you? I am excellent, and I was really curious about, uh, I had this note from a while ago, you got some really nice new sneakers, and not to spoil any videos, but I wanna hear some of your thoughts. Oh man, yeah, I, I have a, it was a roller coaster, you know, cause I, I really loved the way they looked, and just if, if anybody, um, I guess wasn't following along on Instagram, so I got basically Con Projects, Achilles, a couple pairs of those, the Achilles Low, uh, and then, um, a pair of, uh, German army, like higher end German army trainers. And, uh, you know, I thought I was really going to like the Gats and I didn't really like the way they looked as much, nearly as much actually as the common projects, but the common projects, uh, are just made for a different type of foot <laughs> than the one I have because they're really long and narrow. And, uh, you know, maybe they would break in, but it's kind of like a $400 experiment. Um, so I ended up returning them and, um, experimenting with a few other brands now so there's a little bit of a bummer there so what made you get into the higher end shoes because i know we've talked about this in the past is you flirted with the common projects but it seems like now you're like ready to jump in yeah i i don't i guess i just like i'm really trying to like pare down and upgrade my uh, wardrobe this year and i know that you know i, I pretty much i'm dressed casually most days and i have these the casual sneakers that I do own already, the casual shoes, like I have a pair of boat shoes and a pair of uh, Onatuka Tigers, and I just I put holes in them. You know, I wear them so much. So I figured it just kind of makes sense to upgrade to, like, the best version of that genre of shoe. And, you know, I'm okay with paying even a couple hundred or a few hundred dollars for that, uh, knowing that it's going to last several years. So, yeah, I guess just kind of like, you know, you, you get older and start to appreciate nicer things and... uh yeah, if you can afford it, I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I I find myself in that same way. I feel like that's the the back half of the peak of a person's like interest in style and fashion is you you realize you're like all right, well, you like you said, I do just want the best version of an item instead of trying to like piece together all this stuff. And uh, that's what I definitely found myself there like a year and a half ago. I was like, and and part of the channel, it's I just want a couple of really nice things and I'm going to pay for them, but they're going to last. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the the first half, it's almost uh, characterized by like quantity, you know, you're experimenting, trying a bunch of different things. You're kind of trying to build this, this idea of a complete wardrobe and have a lot of options. And then you reach this tipping point where all of a sudden it becomes about like, you know what you like and it's more about like versatility and quality. And I guess if you lean minimal, um, you know, keeping, not keeping stuff that you don't actually like that much and that doesn't actually fit your personality. And so I'm kind of, I'm trying to take that approach to everything, even like with my suits and dress shirts and stuff, got rid of a bunch of dress shirts. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't really need all these different colors. You know, I'm okay with white and blue and gray and maybe, you know, a couple other colors. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just my mission right now. I think I need to do that too. My version of that now with my suit is, I'm waiting on my Articles of Style suit. I ordered it like mid-December. I got the try-on garments, and now it's in production. So I don't know it'll be here by Minfluential, but I'm really excited to try that one out. Nice. How are the try-on garments? They were really close. Uh, I sent them pictures. I let them know that usually on my made-to-measure suits, I get some pooling on the top shoulder, and, uh, and I had that on the try-on garment. The pants looked good, so we'll see what happens. I think it went into production this week, so... They're not very big on updates. Like I had to email them a couple of times, like, "Hey, where's the where's the try-on garment? You know, am I going to get this by a certain date?" So, 
it's been a cool process so far. Nice. Yeah, I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if they were overwhelmed. I mean, they're a small team, you know, um, but hopefully that'll get that process will get a little smoother in the future. Yeah, have, have they been around for a while? I guess I haven't looked into them enough yet because I'm not really putting the video together yet. They're pretty new. Yeah, they're pretty new. I mean, I, I think they've done well in like the first maybe less than two years, probably. Uh, so I, th I think they're busy, but, but no, they're not like an old company. Hmm. I like the founder seems to be on Instagram a lot, so he looks uh, he's a stylish dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah, they're good people. See, you were also on the Real Men Real Style channel, which I was like, hey, that's pretty neat because I saw your I saw. I got the notification from him, and then I saw you on the Instagram channel. So that was that must have been pretty sweet. Yeah, they they reached out and they were like, "Hey, we're doing a video about style for shorter men. Do you want want to record like a just like a three four minute clip and send it over? And we'll you know our team will do all the editing and everything." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome." So because you know I talk about this stuff all the time, so it was kind of like high level. Like here are a few things you can do right now, and. Uh, that was pretty fun. So, and I've seen Antonio doing that with other people too. Um, it, it seems like a pretty cool way to create content. Also, you know, give a shout out to some other channels and collaborate. So, definitely, uh, definitely cool. I, I'd like to do more stuff like that on my channel, actually. Yeah, I liked the video he did too on small YouTubers. Like we saw Ben from Everyman Style in there. I think he had Carl from New England Consulting. Like he just had some smaller channels in there and tried to mm -hmm. highlight some of the small creators and i think aaron did something similar not too long ago too yeah it's pretty cool i, I like that it, it kind of uh, speaks to their mentality it just it's a uh, pretty cool to see the bigger guys supporting the up-and-comers yeah and we're gonna run into them in a couple weeks here in menfluential it's true yep and uh hopefully everybody that's coming to menfluential is gonna swing by our meetup on a thursday evening yes we're gonna start that off around eight o'clock at the red phone booth I'll be there. I'm coming in from Chicago, so I might, um, I should, that should give me plenty of time to get over there. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting up with anybody that's coming down to the conference. Very nice. And actually, speaking of uh, air travel, I just watched your smart luggage video, uh, and it looks like your recommendation hasn't changed too much. It's still, you still like the away luggage. Yeah. And I used it for my international family trip. So, like, we went to, um, France and Switzerland and Ireland last year and all we took were those little carry-ons for all four of us and you know we, we packed them to the gills but I also have that if you can see in the video it's it's almost comically large the large size of the away and I took that with me on a on our recent trip like our, our company trip and I was able to fit so much stuff in it I'm actually probably going to pack that up for Menfluential um, but yeah the I had gotten requests to look at the blue smart luggage when i first started looking at those and that's the one company that's really getting hit by this change in the airlines i really doubt that the airlines will ever be able to entirely ban lithium-ion batteries because phones have them laptops have them people travel with little batteries and so i'm not so concerned with getting luggage that has it built in but uh i found myself in chicago airport for nine hours or something a few weeks ago and everybody had their phones plugged into every port, and so I was able to just plug my phone into my suitcase, and uh, it really reiterated that you don't always need it, but when you need it, you're going to love that you ended up getting it. Mm, yeah, that's cool. It's got to be so hard for these luggage companies to keep up because, you know, they it takes so long to develop a product, and then boom, one, you know, airline change or FAA change, and it could make your entire line obsolete, you know, or outdated. 
Yeah, in a way, seemed to have gotten some hints on the way because they redesigned their battery compartment before the announcement was made. But then Raiden, you can see that they have their stuff discounted, so it looks like they're trying to flush through their inventory. They probably have a ton in their... Uh, they're probably sitting on a ton of inventory, so now they're going to probably redesign it so it's easier to pop out because it is kind of a pain if you have to... If you do have to check your bag at the last minute to open it up, unscrew the battery, and then put your clothes back in. So that's why I really like the yeah. way. Nice. I'm going to have to check that out. I have a, uh, I have an old... My carry-on is very old. It's it's from a company called Andiamo that was like... It used to be awesome, and then it was like sold, and I guess they've kind of gone downhill, but it's uh, it's pretty beat up, so I'm about ready for a, a new carry-on. Yeah, that whole like company buying change of management process is very frightening for like Tumi because Tumi was bought by Samsonite about a year and a half ago and one of the first things they did was change their warranty policy it used to be like lifetime warranty they'll fix it anytime anywhere but since then they've changed it now like it's a degrading warranty it's like after they cover so much stuff for the first year and after five years not so much and so yeah just because a company has a good name doesn't mean it's what it used to be and I think you see that with with many clothing companies Definitely. It's so that's that's such an interesting decision because I mean obviously they've crunched the numbers, but it, to me it just seems like the perceived value of a lifetime warranty, even though like the vast majority, like ninety nine percent of people will never use it, it's just so powerful, you know. And to to not be able to say that anymore, like I just can't see how that's worth it financially. Yeah, and that's what Away still has a, a lifetime guarantee, and I've actually used it a couple of times. I've been super impressed with their customer service. And so there's there's still companies that are doing it right. Yeah, I noticed you uh, you also reviewed the bespoke uh, box for I guess the last two months. It's I actually had just one experience with them. I, it was their duffel bag, and I have to say I was a little surprised at the quality because I, it looked so cool in the pictures, uh, but when I got it, it felt a little flimsy to me. Yeah, I guess that's why they want to upsell you on the nicer version. Mm. Yeah, actually, I didn't really ha I didn't realize they had a nicer version until I watched that video. Yeah, and I guess that's what you'd expect, right? You're paying $45 for something, and then, you know, it's supposed to be worth X, Y, Z, but then, you know, you can go in. I've, I've been really impressed just how much customization you can do to it, and it actually curtails perfectly into the video that I put up today, which is the GQ Best Of box, which is not customizable at all. You get exactly what they curated, which could be to your tastes, but then something like Bespoke Post is about the same price, but you're able to then either add stuff, remove stuff, change the box. And so I think if you want something that's like curated, Bespoke Post is a better way to go. Uh, I think GQ is just trying to do something to really diversify their revenue streams because you know who's really subscribing to GQ and all their subscriptions are so cheap anymore. And so mm -hmm. I think I might cover that in a, in a Wednesday video because that's what, you know, Men's Health did a box, GQ did a box. All these companies are just trying to get direct consumer money. And they're scrambling. I know. And it's like we talked about, I think we talked about it with Manny, that, you know, they used to stand for something and they used to take, you know, they used to be a little bit closer to, like, what guys really wanted to see. But so far, they just really seem to have lost their way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough to, the, I mean, even just their websites, like a lot of these companies have had a few website redesigns in the past few years and obviously they're trying to keep up with you know ux best practices and all that but you just go on there and you're like it's it just there's so much going on and it's very hard to tell like what is an ad what's an advertorial what's uh, there's entire sections now that's just dedicated to partnerships you know and i don't know it's just 
I'm not drawn at all to to any of those publications anymore. And uh, I think the brand still, the you know, the idea of GQ, it still has this some sort of like mystique to it. Uh, feel it still feels kind of cool, but yeah, I, I think I think they're they're losing the race right now. Yeah, that's why guys come to us and like like Brian. I would rather follow Brian he spoke style than GQ. I think you get more substance. It's more I don't know. There's a, a realness to it that you lose on GQ. Totally, yeah, definitely. And actually, uh, so a few weeks ago, Brian posted on Instagram. Have you ever watched his closet tour? Uh, no, I don't know if I've seen that one. Okay, so he does a closet tour. He shows what he has and where it's stored in his house. And at the and when he did that, this was like it was a little bit over a year ago. He has this closet system from the container store. It's called the Alpha, and it's like the exact if i was to get a closet it would be that it has everything you can see everything that you have in there it has this awesome shoe rack and like these different compartments for storing your pants and everything else and so as i've been building out my studio i'm like all right once i'm ready to move because part of the studio i want to have move all my clothes out of there outside of my house is i want to get that container store system and that's what i'm gonna do but then a few weeks ago he posted hey you know i'm moving i'm selling my storage system uh, $400 if anybody wants it. And I was planning to be in Baltimore on the 6th. And so I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to be in Baltimore in a couple of weeks. I really want, I'll take that. And uh, it worked out. I went to Baltimore, stopped at his new place, picked up the packing, his uh, storage system. And now it's in my studio waiting for that last phase of my construction to finish so that I can then set it up in my studio. And then I'll be able to do almost an identical closet tour. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Now that you mentioned it, I do remember that post. That, that, that's really funny that you ended up with that closet system. <laughs> yeah, because I, I literally had it picked out on the container store. I was like, I'm going to buy this as soon as I'm ready for it. And uh, it was just the, the planets aligned, and now it's mine. That's awesome. So I guess they have they moved into a house that, that has closets and less of a, a loft-style uh, living. Yeah, he said they went from like 900 square feet to it's this like beautiful townhouse and a nice gated neighborhood and uh he was it, it was right as they moved in so there's boxes everywhere but it looks like a beautiful place nice good for him yeah and i'm almost uh done with my studio i got uh the, right now the weather's too cold to finish it i got to put on like the final door and then the facade on the outside and so the the bottom floor isn't done but the top floor i'm starting to i need to soundproof a little bit more so i get better acoustics and then i actually need to move my desk out there uh, but I've been hesitant to actually make that final push. But probably in the next couple of weeks, I'll be shooting my first videos out there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I saw uh, a few of your recent Instagram stories, and, like, the floors look really great, and it definitely looks good. So it, does it have, like, its own climate control and everything? Like, it's totally separate, right? Yeah, because it's, like, I don't know, 150 feet away from my house, and so there's full electricity out there. I've got a heater. I've got a, an HVAC a small HVAC unit, so I'm really curious. If it gets super hot this summer, uh, it might be challenging to keep it too cool, but yeah, it's totally separate from the house. And right now I keep it pretty cool while I'm not in there, and then I'll, I warm it up when I go out there for something. Very nice. And then you're just using like Orlex foam to, to try to deaden the room a little bit? Yeah, so I have some Soundtracks Pro foam that I ended up spending way too much money on, but then I found uh, through the beauty of YouTube, there was this DIY sound dampening uh, project where you take some wood and you build boxes and you stretch like bath towels over it and then you fill it with bath towels and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working on that so I'm going to put those across the ceiling because I can make them white 
and then those will be like my primary sound dampening, and then I'll put the Soundtrex foam uh, around the walls and stuff because it's extremely, extremely hollow right now. Nice. You know, I've seen that exact video, and I've thought about doing that, so you got to let me know how those turn out because uh, there's a few different tutorials uh, for building the uh, those baffles, and I, I need those because my room is still way too live. But, uh, yeah, I just it's like kind of a big project, especially if you use the... Uh, insulation, you know, so I'm gonna wait till you experiment on that one. <laughs> yeah, because it'll end up saving me like over $2,000 in foam based on the surface area of the ones that I'm building. And the uh, I texted like my whole family, I was like, hey, working on a project, if you got any old bath towels or blankets, let me know. And uh, I'm probably gonna be able to collect them all just within my family. I didn't have to like go to a thrift store or anything. So those should be done in the next couple of weeks. I got my brother working on that. Nice. That, that's really cool. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I don't like about my current studio is since it's a rental, I, I don't really want to damage the walls, you know, I mean, I could, but it, it's just, you don't really want to do that in a rental. So I can't really hang like any serious baffles from the ceiling or like right now, everything on the walls is just double-sided tape, you know? So it would be cool to have a place where you can just do whatever, like, which is how your place is going to be. Yeah, because I'm hesitant too because like for the foam, I haven't mounted any of the foam because I don't want to like liquid glue it straight to the wall because I, I, I even don't want to damage it. I'm a little bit like OCD in that way, but I'm kind of getting to the point where it's just like, you know what, I should just stick it up on the wall. Who cares? I'll just fix it when I'm, if I need to move it. Yeah, you know, with that Orlux foam or anything similar, rather than using that liquid stuff they, uh, they recommend, you can you could put it on like a piece of plywood or like a frame and then hang it like a picture. That's one really good way to do it. You can also get these little, like, uh, almost like thumbtacks and use those instead of, especially when you're trying to figure out what kind of designs and arrangement you want. Because I've done that before with, with the uh, liquid glue, and it is a mess when you try to pull them off. Yeah, no, I looked at doing, like, cardboard on the back and then 3M uh, sticky or whatever, but I like the way that yours look a lot. You have that the nice gray behind you. Uh, mine aren't as pretty as that. Yeah, yeah, Oralex is not the most attractive stuff. Yeah, the, the ones I got off Amazon, they do look a lot better, but they're small, and so you have to, like, I need, like, three times as many as I have right now. Um, I've been, like, fixing my audio in post, which is not ideal, but uh, I did just get a couple of, of new lights, that, like, really nice um, uh, lights uh, to supplement my softbox and then, like, a boom stand so I can get the mic a little closer Um but you know, man, there's always there's always an upgrade. There's always another piece of gear. I know. I was gonna say I could. I've noticed the difference in your lighting in the past couple of videos. It's very crisp. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. The last one, I think that's like the best I've achieved so far, because uh, I got these two lights on either side of me now, and they're like LED like panel lights. You can adjust the uh, the dimness and everything. So it's it's getting there. Work in progress. Yeah. And the nice thing is you can move this stuff with you, even though you, you know the studio is rented all the stuff you're gonna be able to take anywhere. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought about, like, getting a different type of place, because it's, it's funny, like, there's so much stuff you don't know until, you, until you're in a space, and you're like, okay, like, now I realize that I could use twice as much space, you know? And this, I thought this place was gonna be plenty, so there's always something. But uh, it's cool, man. I, I think you're gonna love having a dedicated space. I know, I already went out, out there to take a couple calls for work while my children were napping, and it's just been, like, it's been awesome already, so I'm looking forward to it really getting in there i also like part of my plans for this year uh, you know this goes along to what we talked about with noah williams 
Uh, I talked to my local BMW dealer where I have my BMW leased through, and the guy there runs, he's like the pseudo social media guy. He's a sales manager, but he, he loves social media. And he said that I can come and get any car anytime for as long as I want. So I could do like photo shoots or videos. And that's like one of the things I'm most excited about this year. That is awesome. I was going to say, you should go talk to your Lexus dealer. Yeah, I definitely should. That's really cool. I definitely, I want to do more stuff through, um, through uh, Drive Shop, uh, which is the company that I rented that Lexus from, or they basically hooked up a free rental because they're, they're super like laid back. Like that, you don't, there's not like a contract and like you have to post like an article on this date or whatever. They're just like, yeah, here the key is like, hopefully you like it. <laughs> like, let us know if you post anything. It's pretty sweet. I had thought about doing that for a while. And then when we talked to Noah, I was like, you know what? I should just go talk to this guy and see what happens. So I talked to one dealership in the area and they like, didn't really get it. And then I talked to another guy and he was like, yes, absolutely whatever you want and so that's gonna mm. that's gonna make some some cool stuff this year very nice so yeah i want to see you in your lexus a couple more times this year because it looks like you've been able to reuse those photos from when you were out in la quite a bit yeah it was sweet because that that was uh I, we were doing that photo shoot for a post and video for ash and Erie's new jeans and then you know we were able to get the lexus there which just made the pictures look cool and a kind of kind of a double promotion and um you know, I think most brands are cool with being associated with Lexus. So that's one of the things I'm trying to do too this year. I've started uh, reaching out to local photographers. I want to get like inspired, totally inspired by Brian, um, like almost like a retainer with one or two photographers. So we have like a regular appointment every month, uh, like one or two appointments a month where we just go out. We're like, I'm going to meet you at this time and day, uh, wearing whatever outfit, like maybe it's part of a promotion. Maybe it's just, you know, just an outfit. And we go out and we shoot. Cause I just want to get like more original photos in the production queue. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually have a couple of uh, people I reached out to on, I found them on Instagram by looking at different locations in Pittsburgh and uh, I'm trying to get that part of my, like, I don't know, because I'm like a digital hoarder, I don't know how I'm going to keep them organized that I can quickly access them for certain things. And so that's just something I need to like think through for my own workflow but yeah, I definitely need, now that I have this like great collection of clothes, leveraging that to then have original photography is like, is really the next step. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's all about, it's all about original content, you know? And I, I think there's so much, once you have, you know, a good photo, for example, there's so much you can do with it. And I, I think most content is probably like underutilized, you know, like you could do a video with your photo shoot. You could do a bunch of Instagram posts, you could do a blog post. And it's, I think it's just a, for me, the, the barrier, the bottleneck is getting that original content out, whether it's sitting down and writing or, you know, hitting record or getting a photographer to take pictures. So that's the, the focus right now. Yeah. I thought a good goal for 2018 would be to be able to be considered for, like Brian just did a video on his Instagram inspirations, be able to be considered for something like that. And so I think that's a good goal to shoot for. Yeah, definitely. Classic style, gentlemanly into that yeah man well cool i'm looking forward to meeting you for the first time in person and influential in uh what we have two weeks left and uh all all kinds of cool stuff going on with the studio and and uh same thing anything else you're working on in the next couple weeks let's see we got menfluential coming up it's definitely gearing up for that um got a collaboration video coming out actually with a like a dating and attraction uh coach who's written a couple articles for the website 
That'll be kind of neat. See how, see how that's received on YouTube. And uh, yeah, other than that, man, just just grinding away. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to. I don't know. I don't have. I can't take any dating attraction advice, but I always like to see that kind of feedback because uh, I know there's a lot of guys looking for it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of overlap, you know, between guys looking for guys looking to dress better and you know looking to maybe get in better shape or be more attractive or be more confident. So I think it's kind of a, a different branch on the same tree. Yeah, I know the first thing that I would do if I had a little bit more time is uh, is definitely hit the gym and get a personal trainer to bulk up. Looks like you, you lifting the other day I saw on Instagram. Yeah, I just uh, I just signed up at a like a true weightlifting gym and. Uh, so I've, I've had a couple little injuries with jujitsu, and so I'm dialing back jujitsu a little bit. Still gonna go probably twice a week, and then I'm lifting three times a week. Um, and I've got a, a trainer just just for a little while, just to make sure I'm doing everything right. So, yeah, man, it's an experiment. See if I can gain a few pounds of muscle. <laughs> I think it's gonna be an uphill battle to eat enough, you know. I know. Every time I, I'm on Twitter and I see well-built style, and, and Manny's tweeting about how good people look in Henleys with a little bit of definition, I'm like, man, I do need to pick up a weight or two i know every time i put on a henley i'm just like ah like <laughs> this does not look at all like ryan gosling what's going on here <laughs> all right well great looking actually we should we should talk about a photo shoot at influential because uh i'm i got a couple extra hours i think it'll be cool but uh yeah thanks for joining us on the button up podcast everybody see you at influential if you'll be there and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man, and we'll see you next week.